0: What's up guys? It's your girl Shara and welcome to another episode of Style with Shara. So if this is your first time listening... I just want to first say thank you so much for checking the show out. My name is Shara Green, and I am a personal and editorial stylist based in the DMV. And on Tuesdays, I bring you guys style-related content in audio form. So it's perfect for the style lover on the go. Um, I talk about everything from just my journey as a stylist so far and tips for those who are also interested in fashion as a career, as well as recaps from different events I've attended. That's actually what this episode is going to be about. Um, just to how-to tips, shopping guides, industry hot topics, all that good stuff. So if this is not your first time listening and you just keep tuning in, thank you so much for your support. It definitely means a lot that you just keep on coming back. So, um, thank you. Um, so just guys, just as a disclaimer, a lot of you can probably already tell from my voice, um, your girl is down bad. (laughs) Um, I have a cold, and it's crazy, honestly, it's, I don't know, it's crazy just because, like, it always seems like I get sick right before I have a shoot, or right before I have an event that I'm trying to go to, Um, so this weekend, this past week, actually, has just been kind of crazy, chaotic, haven't had much energy, but I just try to look at it, like, even though I'm not feeling it, and I really don't have the energy to do anything, um, (laughs) Like, if all of this is happening right before it's time for me to do something, then there must be something great for me waiting on the other side. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And, you know, that's that was my mindset this past week. Um that's what i did this past weekend i attended convos with claire in new york city and it was honestly everything and more it was everything i expected it to be i met claire at fashion week at the christian collection show that was hosted by the fashion bomb daily team real quick for those of you who do not know which if you know me, you probably already know. Um, You probably heard me talk about her a lot because she's my role model. But for those of you who may not know, Claire Somers is the founder and editor-in-chief of Fashion Bomb Daily, which is one of the world's most influential multicultural fashion websites. Um, She's also a brand ambassador for several major brands. Um, Toyota, she's worked with Verizon, and the list goes on. She's an author, and she's basically made a globally recognized brand off of fashion writing and shedding light on a lot of minority owned creatives and fashion. So bottom line, she's killing it. Um, she's just everything and more to me. So it was of course great seeing her again and just getting the chance to talk to her again and talking to the panel and just gaining some insight from fashion professionals who are really out here doing it. The room was definitely full, like really full of talented fashion and business professionals who are just, I think we were all just on a mission to just grow this weekend and network and just learn as much as we can. Um, like I told you guys, I always, always, always like to remain a student of my craft and that definitely worked in my favor this weekend because I just learned so much from this event. And later on this week, I'm going to have a separate recap on the Walking Art blog, which is my style blog, that's going to break down like what I wore. I know y'all want to see what I wore, Um, (laughs) pics from the event, Um, the major takeaways that I personally took from the event. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, But yeah, so anyone who is a fan of Claire Somers, a fan of Fashion Bomb Daily, knows that Claire and her brand are both the epitome of Black excellence in fashion. So when I tell you, like, if you haven't already attended a Convos with Claire event, definitely put it on your to-do list because the vibe is unmatched. Like, if you're someone who is interested in fashion, really just any any part um, really because Claire actually curates panels of people who work in all different parts of fashion and media but yeah if you're someone who's really just trying to get their name out there and you know just learn from the best and grow your network it's an event that you definitely have to go to at least once and I bet you it's probably going to get addicting because I already know I'm going to the next one so yeah definitely keep your eyes peeled on both Eventbrite and the Convos with Claire page on Instagram um, for the future event flyers and details they usually start putting it up like a couple of weeks weeks or three to four weeks i think um sometimes before then but before the actual um convos with claire event so it gives you some time to you know get settled and get everything together but yeah so this particular convos with claire meetup was at the flat nyc on west 24th street which was a really dope venue i was excited because i actually had never been there um so coming in they had like glitter art on canvas which i had never really seen before had like different images of a martini glass. Um, one set convos with Claire, you know, just different cute little monograms and decorations. It was really, really cute. So yeah, so there's basically three parts to convos with Claire. There's the part where you eat, you know, mix and mingle. You shop the vendors for a bit. Then you hear from the panel and have like an open discussion with them, which is like really, really rewarding just to speak with people who have been through all of the things that you're probably going to go through throughout your career. Um, so that was my favorite part. And then the last part is like the networking mixer. So they offer two different experiences. If you want the full experience, you, of course, you attend the VIP brunch and hear from the panel. And then if you just want to go to network and, you know, just mix and mingle, then you go a little later on. Me, personally, I always like to have the full experience of something if I have the opportunity. Um, It's just something that I was taught growing up, that if you're going to do something, go all out. Like, do it fully. So I opted for the VIP brunch and panel session, and I'm honestly so glad that I did. So once you walked into the VIP session, they had this poppin DJ who goes by the name of DJ JFK I had never heard of him but some of you may be familiar when I tell you this man like he was really on point his transitions were on point his whole playlist was lit like he was actually what I needed to kind of wake me up and get me ready for the day because like I told y'all I've been sick um and your girl was definitely up like I think I got like Maybe two hours of sleep in the past 24 hours before I even left, just running around trying to get things done before I left. So he gave me the life that I needed um, because I was definitely exhausted and he just get my energy right before the brunch even started so the brunch was actually really good by the way I actually wish I could remember the name of the catering service because I would have loved to shout them out but I'm pretty sure Claire has probably tagged them or shouted them out in her recap on the site so yeah food was bomb plus I was starving as usual um so you know my plate was pretty full Um, They had everything um, from Belgian waffles and pancakes to sausage and potatoes, fresh fruit, um, bagels, mimosas, you know, the works, the whole brunch spread. And then there was also some pop-in vendors at the event as well. Um, So I'm going to get into them. Just because, like, the main thing that Fashion Bomb Daily is known for is definitely showing love to minority-owned fashion and lifestyle brands. And there was a ton of them. Like, they brought them out. So, there was Black Tag Apparel, Naroda Sunglasses was in the building, um, who else? Red Eye Lux, um, Boot Rouge Boutique, La Monique Cosmetics, Vanity Storm, and Message. I think it's Message. Is it Message? No, it's Mess in a Bottle, which was getting, they were getting so much love. Um, I actually have my eye on a couple of their pieces on their site, so I was glad to see them out there getting a lot of love. So um, just guys, if you like worded tees and hoodies, definitely check them out. Check out Mess in a Bottle. They have a ton of really cool, really unique merch. They come out with the cutest phrases. So as far as fashion goes, everyone in attendance really just like showed up and showed out. Um, like, I can not honestly say that I don't really remember any boring looks. Like, each Convos with Claire um, event usually has a theme, and the theme this, this time was animal print. So, I really love seeing how everyone basically took this theme and ran with it. Um, You know, like, there were so many different variations of the theme. People really put their own spin on it, and I love seeing that. Um, A couple of, like, the common trends that people reference were snakeskin, myself included. I actually wore um, a raspberry-colored snakeskin print top. Um, Of course, I saw a lot of fur. I did a faux fur jacket as well and i think a lot of people went with fur and feathers just to really add the whole animalistic vibe that we were kind of going for me okay so (laughs) y'all so i was so heated about my shoes so i found these really really cute fluffy feather thigh high boots for the low on forever 21 and they would have went perfectly with my fit so i made sure to order them like weeks in advance. I even did express shipping, like I always tell y'all to do. Um, so I'm waiting on the boots to arrive. I track them. It says they'll still be here um, probably, like, I think a week before the event. So I'm like, cool. I'm not really worried about it. Time goes by, and they're still not here. Um, like, two days before I have to leave, I'm checking, like, every hour on my porch. Like, um, <laughs> where are my shoes? Um, I track them. They say they're going to be here, um, but they're going to be delayed. And there's literally no estimated date there. So, at this point, I'm highly upset because, like, I plan my whole look around these shoes. So, I kind of just, after a while, I kind of finally accepted the fact that they didn't come. I'm like, okay, Shara, you need to pack. They're not here. So, we're going to have to pack a different shoe. So, of course, I have my classic, um, my black thigh high boots that basically go with everything in my closet. So, I ended up wearing them which was still cute. But of course me, um, just anyone who knows me, I'm a perfectionist. And when I have my heart set on something, I can't stop thinking about it. So once I'm in New York, I get a text from USPS saying that my package has arrived literally two hours like after I get in town. Like when I tell y'all my facial expression, when I got that text, like I was just so over it. Like I mean, like I said, the shoes I did wear ended up still being cute, but I don't know. I just had to vent about them shoes for a moment, y'all, because like that just took me over the edge right before I left. Um, Like having a really bad cold, then the shoes didn't show up. Like that was just the last straw for me. Um, But I'll honestly probably wear the feather boots for like a shoot or an event in the near future. So I'll definitely keep y'all posted. Um, But yeah, a lot of people also did. Um, A leopard and red combo. That's actually what Claire did. She wore this gorgeous, gorgeous leopard two-piece peplum skirt set with hot pink trim. And of course, some red bottoms, you know, she's known for her, her red bottoms and red lipstick to match. So she looked gorgeous as usual. So, Claire's piece was actually custom made by this up-and-coming designer by the name of Yvonne Jewel. She has a really great eye, actually, for silhouettes and statement prints, which I noticed. Um, So, I was actually really glad that I did get the chance to chop it up with her for a bit. um, And just exchange info because, you know, like, as a stylist, I can never have too many designer contacts. So, that was pretty lit. So, moving on to this panel, honey, because... The panel was definitely star-studded, and I just feel like I really got something different from each person. Like, they are each very um, accomplished in their own right, but at the same time, they're all in different points of their career. So, it was really dope. It was really interesting just being able to hear different points of view on certain subjects. So, of course, there was Claire Somers, who was primarily interviewing the panel, And then there was the iconic Misa Hilton, which, um, if you guys don't know, she is a celebrity fashion stylist, designer, instructor, and life coach. Um, She's probably styled most of your favorite looks when it comes to original hip-hop and R&B. So she's worked with Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, um, Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim was, like, one of her main clients. Um, And the list just goes on and on. Um, So you know I had to hear what she had to say. She was definitely Dropping like jewels, endless jewels for the young stylists on the grind. Um, and then there was the one and only Bevy Smith who is an all-around fashion and entertainment maven. She's had several successful television shows. Um, I don't know if y'all watched um, Fashion Queens, but that was my show. It used to come on right after Real Housewives of Atlanta. But right now, she has her own serious XM show called Bevelations. And she's also served as an editor for several major mags, um, like Vibe, Rolling Stone, and the list goes on. And then, last but definitely not least... We had Celebrity Designer and Furrier, Ducky Confetti. His furs are bomb. Like, he's created for Beyonce, Tiana Taylor. Um, most of your faves have probably either already worked with him or are about to. So, yeah, we definitely had a full panel um, just dropping gems on us this whole weekend And yeah, honestly, I learned so much this weekend. Um, Like I said, I'm definitely going to feature some of my major takeaways in detail on my blog. But I always just like to ask questions during Q&As, which I did. And that definitely allowed me to just really hear specific advice from each panelist. Um, I know Claire and Misa Hilton definitely like spoke life into me and they just they both let me know that I already know what I have to do to continue to level up it's just about putting the pieces of the puzzle together from different experts and executing on the advice um Bevy Smith shared some tips with me on what makes her personal stylist unique to her and what she looks for in a stylist and then Ducky Confetti he did a bomb job really just um expounding on just the ways that stylists should maintain their relationships with their top designers um and ways to create situations that everyone involved can benefit from um just both creatively and financially so lucky for you guys I actually do have a few highlights from the event which I'm going to let play for you guys in just a second but yeah so basically this week was honestly just what I needed um it was right on time. Just getting a chance to really connect with other fashion creatives and professionals, and there's just always something about being in a room with people who understand your hustle and your struggle. Um, like it's just a whole nother vibe. So Claire, Claire even like Claire herself, she even had a moment where she got emotional. Um, she had all of us in there about to just get right with her because she was just talking about how people really don't know the struggle. That goes on behind the scenes when you're building and maintaining a brand. And she was just so happy with the turnout of the event because um, she was saying, like, how it just reminded her to keep going because clearly she's doing something right. She's doing a lot of things right. And when she said that, I was just sitting there, like, honestly, same, <laughs> like, same, sis, same. Because um, just like I told you guys, this past week was rough. It was definitely a struggle. My energy was down. I was physically and mentally drained. So I was just, I was coming down with this really bad cold. Like I said, almost everything in me just wanted to chill, not go out and network. But my experience this weekend was just a reminder that you never know like what opportunities and blessings you give up when you only focus on what you feel like doing. So I was definitely glad that I pushed myself this weekend to just get out and connect and I just want to encourage you guys to do the same. You know, just invest in yourself, invest in your goals, take chances and go out and meet people. Don't be afraid to invest in the right kinds of experiences that can really just help you along your path. So, yeah, that's all for this week. Um, I'm going to let these bomb panelists from the event do the rest of the talking. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this recap. And I'll talk to you guys next week. When
1: I started. Early in my career, styling styling to see my the next artist that I had was Mary J. Blige, yes. and her career took off. Let's give it up for Mary. I love
0: her.
1: So, um, so now I had successful clients; their careers took off. However, in fashion, I couldn't get into any of the showrooms. They really didn't recognize our music. They didn't see us as celebrities. And although Um, we were making a mark, it was at the very beginning. And so that's how I got into designing. So where there's an obstacle, there's always an opportunity. So I took that opportunity, I I couldn't get my hands on these fabulous designer pieces, so I began to make my own. And I would work with uh, 5001 Flavors, and he would bring a lot of my ideas to life. And I worked with a a Spanish woman named Yesenia, and she made that, Purple pasty outfit, that little kid boy that they
2: always show. I caught it. you
1: And so I would bring my ideas, and 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 you know I started designing, and so um, that was one time that I, I knew that it was time for me to shift and to stand on this obstacle and see what I could birth, you know, what can happen here? Because I don't believe in, I can't get something done. I just don't. And I think that's why I'm still here today. Anytime there's an obstacle or it's time to shift, I just do it. And I don't always know how it's gonna work, but you feel when it's time to move and when it's time to move forward. Trust your
2: gut. I had a love for furs personally. So when I would post my furs, everyone would be like, oh, when is it available? Like, this is my this is my fur, you know? So from then, I created a relationship with my furrier and I would sell his pieces and I would make him a lot of money. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? You know, I could be, you know, making my own furs, selling my own furs. So then we, um, I still kind of work with my furrier, but now I have my own furs and I do, um, you know, a lot of different uh, slippers, whatever, whatever, headbands, coats. Yes, so that was my switch. I was like, I need something else, because as you know, everybody is designing now. So, you know, just to turn it up a notch, I decided to get into FUR.
3: To transition from having a six-figure job at Rolling Stone Magazine, to then deciding that you want to do TV, and TV is a space for young women. It's a space traditionally for white women. It's a space traditionally for blonde women is especially traditionally for thin women. I'm none of those things. Mm-hmm. And so when I decided to create this life that I have now, I had no I, I had no doubt that I was going to make it. As Lisa said, you follow your gut, you follow your instinct. I knew I was going to get to exactly where I am now and beyond, but I had no idea it was going to take so damn long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. When I tell you it took a hot, probably seven years and you know in the bible seven is the number of completion yeah. it took seven years to actually get on my feet get on my feet so i'm not even talking about al popping, yes no i'm talking about okay bitch. you actually know how you're <laughs> going to pay your rent it took seven years now that's after having made a lot of money right. so that's something else and to everyone that's in this audience that maybe is a little older than 35 Please pursue your dreams, pursue your passions. Don't be afraid of that struggle. The struggle is so good for you. It gives you grit, it gives you substance, and it also gives you confidence. I used to always say, before I got these, now I I have jobs where I just get paid all the time, and and that's lovely, but I used to love to have to go out and hunt and kill. And I would always say, I only eat what I kill, and I took pride in that. I had created this career. Where I actually could go out and get my coins. Mm-hmm. Bitch, better have my money, run me my bag, <laughs> all the things and the things. Now I don't have to do that as much because I have these other situations, I have contracts and such.
2: Right. Look at
0: then. Yeah,
3: so that's a, a made it moment, but I still ain't resting on my goals. I'm still keeping it pushing because chicken today, feather tomorrow. Right. And as we all know, we see a lot of folks on TV today, and then the next the year, you'd be like, whatever happened to mm-hmm. That's why I have multiple revenue streams. So, yes. yeah, I mean, you yeah. make it, but you, there's always something else to make it to. Right. So just keep pushing.
2: Yeah. Yes. You hey. have another
1: are there any moments in your careers where you felt like, I made it? Like, what is that one moment? You said a lot. Of <laughs> so when I started as a fashion stylist, it was my parents didn't think that was a job. Um, back then, fashion sounded like a hobby. It sounded like something that you liked, and they didn't think that that didn't sound like a job to them. So for me, it took a moment to really embrace the fact that I had a career. I had Jodeci, I had Mary J. Blige, but baby, when little Kim came around, I said, I'm a stylist and I have a career. And so, um,
0: when did you feel as you
1: had made it? So that was the first time I felt like I had made it because not only did I have the experience as a stylist, We were in Vogue. I was at Donatella Versace's house. I would run into Bevy in Europe, honey, and that was a big deal. Um, And and so, now
3: it's
1: all old pleb for folks in Europe. But when we were doing
3: it in the late '90s, early 2000s. It was about four of us. Right. Hey. <laughs> so you were hey! Going to see
1: each other in the airport and stuff. Yeah, and so that, that's when I knew because the opportunities opened up and then the designers wanted to give me so many clothes for Mary, for Kim, for everybody that I was working with, for myself, and guess what? Kim was too small to fit any of them. Once again, put me back in designing.
2: Another big moment for me was the Tiana Taylor um, Little Kim tribute because I mean it wasn't a, it, it it wasn't apparent to me that it was such a big moment to Tiana Taylor. It was in an interview with um, Angie Martinez and she said that that was the biggest moment for her. So I said that was the biggest moment for her, and I was the one that created that look. Then you know that's that was something big, and you know it was it was, it was you know I, I wanted to not disappoint Lisa. That was my main thing. I was like, if I'm gonna do a little Kim tribute, it has to be right. So as far as color wise, as far as everything, and I literally had like two days to do it. Tiana's so last minute. <laughs> but as far as like you know making it look so authentic uh, that that's my that was my main goal and i was happy that everybody was just like oh my god oh my god you know so that was a big vh1 tiana Taylor, little can i mean okay so i'm going
1: i believe that you should Expect to get paid when you're bringing value to a company and to, to an establishment. But if someone is there telling you what to do, you're, they're teaching you on the job. So that's probably more of an intern or an assistant. Exactly. Good ideas, as Bevy said, good ideas are plentiful, but you have to be able to execute. You have to be able to think ahead. You have to be strategic. You have to, you have to, if somebody wants you to do one and two, you got to go do three, four, and five. You have to make a difference. If you're not making a difference, I'm not going to remember you, to be honest. You have to make a difference so someone says, where's Misa? I need her back over here because she gets it done. Mm -hmm. So that's going above and beyond.